Greetings and welcome to the Avod. I'm Count Vargelon. I'm DM. And we're back for the final week of Shark Month. <laughs> not counting when we go to see the Meg 2, but you know. Right. It's not technically part well, of the month. I mean, it just depends on how you count the month. Like, are we talking about a calendar month? Oh, or Are we yeah. talking about, about like, the, just, you know, four weeks? Over the course of a month, we watched four <laughs> shows. Okay. I hadn't thought about it, but I think you might be right on this front. I mean, that's assuming, assuming, assuming that uh, Meg 2 does, in fact, come out this Friday. I haven't checked. Oh, I thought you knew that. And that's why we organized this whole thing. No, (laughs) it's what I thought. I then didn't check. So, yeah, this this should be a fun reveal. How about I check right now? Okay. Well, (laughs) while you're doing that, uh, I just want to quickly recommend... A, uh, a game to people because I do that a lot. It's not a strange thing for me to do. So, uh, I've talked about the vampire survivors genre a lot. Uh, and it's a fun game. Swarms of enemy attack, uh, enemies attack you and you just, you know, uh, blast them. Someone has hybridized that with a quake looking first person shooter and called it vampire hunters. And it is, weird and delightful instead of there being a big open field you're in a corridor and there's a big moving wall behind you pushing you constantly towards the monsters and uh <laughs> so you have um you you get guns but the guns all get stacked on top of one another so you end up with like towers of guns in each hand just blasting away at things it looks weird it plays wonderfully it's in early access now it's not that expensive i would encourage anybody who likes weird, super violent, you know, um, these survivor-like games, but in a first-person context, absolutely give it a shot. It's fun and weird. So, Vampire Hunters, give it a look. Okay. All right, next up, I believe you've been watching some television. Yeah, I am very slowly making my way through the last season of Angel. Almost done. No, not even close. Oh, okay. The last episode I watched was Smile Time, which I think is like episode 15 or something. Something like that, yeah. So, I still have a few to go. Oh, Smile Time. I love Uh, it so. I mean, it's fun, but now I'm probably just going to ruin it for everybody. Weirdly gross. It's very gross. Sexual way. I know. That made me extremely uncomfortable. And I'm not talking about like angel puppet going on a date with a werewolf no of course not i'm talking about the like disgustingly sexual opening yeah Ugh. it's weird it's weird and uncomfortable unnecessary i would say i don't think they needed it to make it that sexual okay i could see that like that just wasn't yeah uncalled for yeah it's very creepy and very awful but i understand why you thought that was a bridge too far yeah, I totally see that. I still I really like the episode. Fun with it. I know it was a fun episode, but also, and maybe this is just like could be true for the whole season. As I said in the past, I'm not connecting with it, and I don't know if the show <laughs> was even connecting with it at that point. <laughs> um, everything, the answers come too easy. You think? Absolutely. Gun goes in for his, like, permanent upgrade, and all of a sudden he's got all of the answers. It's like, maybe we could find out on our own that these are, in fact, demons who made a deal. 
<laughs> As opposed to just having him come and just dump that on us. I see that. Okay. Right? And then the whole egg thing, it's like... I get, like, I, like I, we're missing part of the story. They're focusing too much on a bunch of other stuff. Never mind the fact that the puppets turned a man into a human puppet. Yeah. That's real gross. Let's talk some more about that. Ma, unbelievably gross, in fact. <laughs> right, like, just... Would later yeah. on uh, have the movie Dead Silence built around that image. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just, like... Yeah, and how come he's not cured at the end? Why is this going to take time to resolve itself? He should be human again when he asks her on a date. Uh, I liked him still being a puppet. I see your point, but uh, I thought that was very entertaining. Yeah, it is, but I'm just telling you from like, a storytelling standpoint, there's right. no reason for him to be a puppet anymore. I get your point. Uh, that said, I love Puppet Angel. I'm not going to pretend I don't love Puppet Angel. Uh, I love watching him. love watching him run around. I love that so he weird. stampers. It's weird. I love that he has, as they say, like, puppet emotions. Uh-huh. Like, for some reason, turning into a puppet has also made him behave like a puppet. And then we had him turn into a vampire as a puppet. I mean, it's just like, the spectacular visuals of him being a vampire puppet alone. Oh, my God. I just like it when he takes off his nose. <laughs> okay, that was I can also take my nose cool. off. It's like I made a felt in Velcro. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty amazing. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, him and Spike. Oh, my God. Sorry, Spike having to deal with Puppet Angel was also fantastic. So, yeah. No, I, I do love the episode. I understand your critique and will be interested to check back in with you next week. Yeah. After. Oh, also, I'll mention, because I don't think I brought it up last time, I, the episode where um, Andrew shows up. Yeah. How come they didn't do the old joke where no one remembers his name? Yeah, that's weird, right? Seems like a real missed opportunity yeah, there for all that like, running the coffee fans. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, still, Andrew showed up and we were entertained. At least I was. <laughs> No, I mean, he's always entertaining, you know, everyone loves Tom Link, but it just, like, he shows up and he's still Andrew. It's like, time has passed, you can mature and be a little bit better now. That's true. And he is and he isn't, and it's like, we need you to grow a little bit. That would help, yes. Into this got role that you've sort of taken on. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you don't have to be quite such a buffoon anymore. Um, yeah. And so, I, I don't know, I just, yeah. Nothing but criticisms for this season of Angel. <laughs> it does seem that way, yeah. <laughs> yep. You're being super hard on Angel this time. No, I know. I uh, know. All right. Next up, uh, I just wanted to give you a quick report. I got to visit a movie set last night. Uh, so upcoming terribly mo- jealous. I couldn't go, and it's just killing me. I know, me. I know, because I got to see a van blow up, which was just oh, delightful. Man. I specifically went because this is the night they were blowing up a van. And I got to say, uh, love me the love me special effects people already. But you really got to respect like the work they put into it when you're seeing yeah. it firsthand. Like the amount of work they go into to make everything super safe and be super careful. All of the precautions they have in place. Like they the idea was so you, you got this van they close it all up. They uh, put a pilot light in there and then they, you know, just thrust such a huge amount of gas in there so suddenly that it creates a giant explosion. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, wow, uh, <laughs> when you see that happen, it's kind of bonkers. Yeah. Like, it, it really is. It's amazing to watch because it's just, uh, just this wall of flame exploding out of a van. Crazy part, and the thing that surprised me, windows didn't break. Really? The door blew out. But the windows didn't break. And the guy was explaining it. He's like, yeah, I mean, fundamentally, the windows are sealed and there are cracks in the doors and the flame and the power and the air rush will always take the path of least resistance. Sure. So it will blow open a door before it destroys a window. Interesting. Yeah. And he's like, and then the director was like, well, we got to get a shot of flame coming in the window. He's like, yeah, it's fine. I'll just roll down the window. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> you blew up the van once and the windows. St- and yeah, the windows still work. So he's able to roll down the window and reset the thing. That's amazing. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it looked fantastic. I was so happy to be able to be there and I was just blown away at again the the tech these guys use and how careful they are with it. Like it really impressed me what these guys were yeah. doing. So yeah. Uh look forward to a movie you'll hear more about when we have the slightest idea when it's coming out. <laughs> Because we have no idea when this movie's still coming. in production. Still so in production. So, might be a while. Uh, it's going to be a while before you see this exploding van. <laughs> uh, but yeah, prepare to be excited by a van explosion at an indeterminate point in the future. All right, now it's time to test your quiz knowledge. Oh God. Okay, so we just did trivia at work, and I did okay. So oh. I'm. <laughs> So you want to uh you want to improve your odds by just We're doing gonna, more trivia? I guess so. I don't know. I don't All know right. if I'm feeling good about myself or what. All right, here we go. What are the names of the demon hunting brothers in the television series <laughs> Winchester? The names, not the last Oh, name. Sam and Dean. There you go. Who's the actual father in the movie Rosemary's Baby? Devil. Yeah. Who directed the 1992 film Bram Stoker's Dracula? Francis Ford Coppola. Yes, he did. Uh, what 1978 classic horror film was originally titled The Babysitter Murders? Oh, Nin- I know this. 1978. Come on. Babysitters Come on. getting murdered. Come on, brain. Halloween. Oh, my God. Uh, that took you too long. Hey, I got there. You got there, and that's all that counts. Who wrote yeah. the 1981 film An American Werewolf in London? Who wrote it? Yeah. Do I know this? You should. <laughs> I should, but yeah, do I'm I? I'm not saying you do. I'm saying you should. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, brain. Let's. I'm tired from the last question. You're 100% uh, overthinking this. I know that I am. Shit. I get, ugh, it's not coming to me. I'm going to hate myself in a minute. You are. John Landis, the director. Fuck. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You're massively overthinking this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and of course, finally, in uh, what movie had the tagline? Oh, wait, do I have the year? No. Uh, what movie has the tagline in space? No one can okay. eat ice cream. Oh. Oh. Ah. No eat ice cream? Yes. Because it's a parody of him. Yeah. So. No, I understand what I know. The hmm, mm. that's a oh. Do I know this? Have I you seen this movie? Probably do. You might not have seen it though, but it's like by reputation, you know this movie. 
Shit. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Is it in a series? Uh, no. No, there's just one of this. Is it? Does it actually parody Alien? No, but it is a parody film, comedy, horror yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. That's a tough one. Jeez. The eating ice cream is the key element here. So that's like important to the movie? Yes. Eating ice cream. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You are going to kick yourself. It's Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, shit. I hate that movie. (laughs) I get that. It's not a very good movie. You know what? I I probably was never going to go there because I don't like that movie. It's not a good movie. I'm not pretending that it is. But I (laughs) was right that it is very famous. Yeah. Yeah. And now they've made a video game. One of those uh, Friday the 13th, Dead by Daylight, Texas Chainsaw Massacre style video games about uh, killer clowns from outer space. Okay. Yeah, that's right. A uh, a franchise with no visibility whatsoever. They've just made a video game. <laughs> and you'd think that's strange, but they just made like a Puppet Master one. So, you know, that's just yeah. what they're doing now. Companies Wait. have these IPs sitting around and then they're like, well, it costs almost, compared to making a movie, it costs almost nothing to make a video game. So let's just make a video game. But the people who like the Puppet Master stuff are probably familiar with Killer Clowns. No, and I mean, yeah. <laughs> so maybe they're of... heading for the same audience. That uh, that yeah. actually makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. yeah. I guess we'll see what happens there. All right. Uh, so that is that. I believe you have a list prepared. We do. So today's list is from Watch Mojo. I thought they only did videos, but apparently they also publish stuff no on idea. the web. Yeah. So. It is the top 10 ridiculous shark movies. Oh, I wonder and if any I of the movies we watched today are on there. Honestly, don't know if we're counting down or up. Okay. What <laughs> number weird. does it start it's, with? It's puzzling, but just because of like how, like what they say in the write-ups for some of these movies. And like, but based oh. on that, it should be better than the one that follows it. So weird. Yeah. All right, okay. Hit me. Um, I'll just say I, I'm just going to read this before I actually get into this. It says, "For this list, we'll be ranking the most over-the-top or notoriously crazy shark flicks involving killer sharks. Our choices all have to possess some sort of ridiculous premise that makes them stand out from the crowded school of shark flick competition." Oh, school! That's terrible. I know it's uh. real bad. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. Anyway, continue. All right, so we start with number 10, Hammerhead Shark Frenzy, a.k.a. Shark Man. Oh, okay. Tell me more. Well, it stars Jeffrey Coombs. That's a good sign. Right? Definitely pronounced Combs. Oh, I said Coombs. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's fine. He's not listening. How many O's? Just the one. Um. So it says here... He is the villain who is obsessed with curing his son's cancer, leads to him turning the boy into a vicious shark-human hybrid. Awesome. No notes. Excellent choice. Um, It says, Hammerhead is more competently made than many of the other films on this list. So why is it number 10? Yeah, that's very strange. If it's actually a better movie. Unless you're starting with the better, like the best... And you're counting down to the absolute worst. That could be it, yeah. We're counting hmm. up, I suppose, because of 
the way. Anyway, whatever. Okay, number nine, Super wow. Shark. All right. Tell me more um, about Super Shark. It says here, Super Shark couldn't be seem to be bothered to even attempt approaching anything. Oh, couldn't even be bothered to attempt anything approaching quality. Like, <laughs> it seems to be awkward phrasing, but you know, there you go. Can, and seems to be uh, proud of that fact. So what, what is it about? What happens in it? Just says it's plot rips off, rips off Jaws and adds nothing to the genre. Oh, that's disappointing. That's all it says. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what this movie is about. Yeah, why is it called Super Shark? I don't know. Guys, you got to give me a little more than this. All right, continue. Okay, number eight, Avalanche Sharks. We've, oh, we've covered Avalanche Sharks many times, yes? Yeah. Okay, number seven, Mako, The Jaws of Death. That appeared on a list from last week. Yep. Two weeks ago? No. We yes. have heard about this recently, yes. I have mentioned it. There you go. <laughs> um, it says here... Do, 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 what does it say about Mako? No CGI, right? It's from 1976, so <laughs> duh. Of course. <laughs> it says here, this is one of the few legitimately enjoyable films on this list. Oh. And actually has an inventive premise. What is that inventive premise? So it doesn't this guy, say. No. It, <laughs> this guy seems to be possessed with a telepathic connection with sharks. Ooh. And the film uses this idea to portray them as sympathetic victims of humanity. Yay! So Love it when that happens. Um, tense underwater photography and... Um, a straightforward performance from the lead. Hold the film together. Okay. That sounds fun. Okay. Something to think about. Okay, number six, Two-Headed Shark Attack. Well, we've covered that on the show and some of its sequels, and they are garbage. So I will say, I do think it gets better the more heads are added onto that shark. <laughs> really? Because <laughs> I've seen them all. You've seen Six-Headed <laughs> Shark Attack, and you're like, actually, it's pretty good. I think with number five, they really kind of figured out what type of movie they were making. <laughs> What's the issue? Well, I think before then, they were taking it too seriously. Oh, okay. Like, no, no, no this is a movie about a multi-headed shark that can <laughs> walk on land. Like, yes, come on. Come on, guys. <laughs> this isn't that difficult. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. All right. Okay. Number five. Yeah. Jersey Shore Shark Attack. That is hard to say. It really is. Jersey <laughs> Shore Shark Attack. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, I remember when that happened. It was a parody of then slightly popular reality show, The Jersey Shore, and, you know, sharks attack everybody. Uh, it was, you know, I remember it being pretty mean-spirited, but I don't remember it beyond that. Oh. I haven't watched it, and I don't think I'm going to. Nor should you. Yeah. You, okay. you you would be correct to have no interest in watching this movie. <laughs> All right, next up. Number four, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. That does sound good. And it I've might star this. Debbie Gibson. It absolutely does star Debbie okay, Gibson. Okay, good. I'm so glad it's the one I was thinking of. <laughs> so proud of myself for remembering that factoid. Is it worth it? I might have I might have said that she's in Sharktopus once or twice. That's wrong. I was thinking of Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. You can forgive me for oh, 100%. getting my wires crossed. There. Sharktopus, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. It's basically the same movie. No, right? Nobody's going to fight China yeah. that one. 
No, so Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, I'm pretty sure that's the one that had that scene in the trailer where the shark jumps out of the San Francisco Bay and eats an airplane. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> yes! What's not to like? No, you, you gotta you gotta appreciate a movie willing to go that hard. No notes. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, number three, Ghost Shark. Hey, it's Ghost Shark. That's the We've one with the this. haunted house by a house haunted by a ghost that was no. way more entertaining Wait. than I thought it should be. No, you're thinking of House Shark. You're right. I'm thinking of a House. Damn it! I can't imagine how I could have that. gotten those two confused. <laughs> We have definitely seen Ghost Shark. What's the plot? Remind me. Uh, I'm just going to read you the whole thing. Gotcha. We'll give this one an A for effort. Ghost Shark at least tries to do something new with an established genre, which was no mean feat when it hit TV screens in 2013. (laughs) The ghost effects to the credit could have been a lot worse, and it looks like most of the folks involved with this one from cast to crew are trying the best to have fun with a silly premise. Does the idea of a dead shark haunting the living make any sense? No, but who cares? Ghost shark was made to be enjoyed with friends, drinks, and one giant grain of salt. Oh, that's cute. So that doesn't really tell us anything about the movie. Nothing at all. I remember, you can be possessed by the ghost of a shark. Okay. And it just jumps from And I think... Is this the one where, like, the ghost shark was, like, jumping out of toilets and, like, appearing from anywhere there was water, the shark... Could jump out yeah. of... Okay, yes. yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I... Oh, all right, all right. I'm starting to remember this one. Yes. <laughs> but ghost you keep shark. conflating it with house shark. I, well, for obvious reasons. House shark <laughs> is about a ghost shark haunting a house. Like, come on. No, it's about a real shark haunting a house. I thought it was <laughs> a ghost. A ghost. But don't they get an exorcist to help? No, they get a shark hunter to help. You're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I have conflated these two in my memory for some reason. For, I think, an obvious reason. Uh... <laughs> Honestly, I can keep this straight. All right. Okay, okay number two. Up. Number two is Sharktopus. Uh, of course. Okay. I don't know if we need to really talk no, about Sharktopus. No, we've talked about Sharktopus enough. Can you guess what number one is going to be? Shark Side of the Moon? <laughs> no, guess again. Um, Land Shark. No. No. Do you want a third it? guess? No, I'm fine. Sharknado. Wow. Oh, I'm disappointed. I was hoping we would have no yeah. Sharknados on the list. There's always going to be a Sharknado on a list of terrible shark movies. Oh, yeah, I know. It's just Sharknado is so bad. I know. It's not even fun. They're too aware of what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, we love Zach Ward. We oh, absolutely no. love him. Everybody loves Zach Ward, but, you know, but, come on. Yeah. Y- you can't be that you know, winking at your audience and be a entertaining movie. Well, I mean, you can, but you have to be much better written and performed mm-hmm. than Sharknado is, because it's a very mediocre film, and it feels like it doesn't have to try to do anything because of its stupid premise. Exactly. Like, it's got a stupid premise, and it's like, that's all the work we had to do. No, you right. still have to do work. You actually have to either care about the characters and setting and world, or... You have to put in more work to come up with funny things for people to say and do. Well, like snakes on a plane, right? Exactly they like snakes on work. a plane. <laughs> Not a lot of it. No, but, but they put in the work. They got it. They put in the work. You got to respect it. <laughs> well, you don't have to respect it, but you can respect it. You are free to respect it if you choose yeah. to respect it. <laughs> oh, my God. Snakes on a plane. All right. 
I gotta say, like, it's good that there are this many shark movies out there that we can continue, like, going through a list of all of the sharks and have not hit all of them yet. There's just that many shark movies, because it's just a fertile ground for horror fiction, which makes me wonder, are they going to keep making shark movies? Oh, I certainly hope so, but I can't tell you for sure, because this week's upcoming horror movie is called Late Night with the Devil. And the devil in this is not embodied as a shark. No. You know, given the sheer volume of shark movies out there, I'm a little shocked that in all of Shark Month, you haven't been able to find one upcoming movie that's about a shark. <laughs> it's almost Maybe like you have to try to purpose. not. That's what I'm saying. Like, are you trying to not do this right? If so, I kind of respect that. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually not trying okay. at all. It just happened accidentally. All right. Yeah. It feels like it's hard to not find a shark movie, it seems like. <laughs> all right. <laughs> what is the upcoming horror movie? A live television broadcast in 1977 goes horribly wrong. Love it when that happens. Unloosing. Oh, please. Evil into the nation's living rooms. You Did know, you mean unleashing? Unleashing or perhaps just loosing. Loosening. But you're not, you're not unloosing. No, unloosening is, unloosing is not a word. Yeah. Okay. So. Anyway, that's it. That's the, that's the oh, whole that's thing. Oh, that's the whole thing? Is, did, that's did, the whole thing. Is anyone significant involved in this one? Cause I cannot pronounce this man's name. Okay. We're I'm going to try. Great start. Hit me. David Datsmalkian? Okay. Datsmalkian? Dalmatian. It's just Dalma- pronounced Dalmatian, I think. From Suicide Squad. Yes, I know him. Is it pronounced Dalmatian? I think it is pronounced Dalmatian. Are you sure? Because you are... I had heard someone say it that way. If I'm wrong, I apologize. Yeah. The L is in the wrong spot and you're losing two letters if you pronounce it Dalmatian. Oh my God. So I heard it pronounced wrong and I've never heard him (laughs) say it. But I am familiar (laughs) with the actor. Yes. That guy, isn't it? Okay. Well, he's wonderful. And uh, it's, is it found footage? Is it a drama? Like, what is going on here? I don't know. But I want to, <laughs> I want to, uh, I want to read you this. This Please. is from the producer, Roy Lee. Okay. Was quoted. I almost didn't read the script because I was like, that's such a cheesy title. There's no way this movie is going to be something that's not going to be just a B movie. Are you the world's worst producer? I feel like I hate this guy. Yeah. I feel like, and then first off, you got a problem making B-movies, you jerk? Right. What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. All right. Yeah, that's that's a little upsetting. Uh, but we got something to be on the lookout for because we like that actor and we like movies about, uh, well, I was about to say about, you know, demons that get out through television into the homes of the nation but i'm really just talking about ghost watch we like ghost watch we do like ghost watch and i'm hoping this might be ghost watch adjacent oh yeah like it's the aftermath of a ghost watch no 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 so it's a tell it's a it's a live television broadcast yeah uh in which the i think the guest right it's like a late night tv show the guest is an exorcist. Oh, interesting. Or there's like a or there's a live exorcism on the show, and then you know, all, you know everything goes pear shaped. Of course, something along those lines. Yeah, that sounds great. No notes. Yep. All right. 
yeah, I'm I'm very much psyched for this thing. Okay, let's. Does it have a release date? Is it done? Is it shooting? What's going on there? TBD. Oh, it's disappointing. Oh, speaking of, I found out what happened with the Collector Three. Uh, they shot oh, a week yeah. of it. They shot a week of it. Then the funding disappeared, and now it's never going to get made. That's yeah. so sad. They went through all the trouble of got getting everything in together, doing a week of shooting, but then for whatever reason, some financier backed out, and then the plague happened, and now, according to the two guys, it's unlikely it'll ever come back, which is just too bad, because they, they actually started it. Man, yeah. what a bummer. It really is. Oh, it had such promise. No, But you know yeah. what? Uh, the collection is still perfect. The collection is an amazing movie. Yeah. And I really want to watch it. <laughs> you should go watch the collection and tonight. I, I don't actually, I don't think I own a copy of All it. All right. Well, now you know what you're getting for Christmas. So, nice Blu-ray of the collection, complete with nice commentaries and <laughs> deleted scenes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so <laughs> let's move on to stuff we did watch this week, starting with. Oh, oh my God. I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Shark side of the moon. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're welcome. I actually like the title. I think it's funny. It's a really good title. I'm not pretending it's not a good title. I'm not too hip to appreciate the title <laughs> Shark Side of the Moon. That's a great pun. <laughs> it is. It is. And the the art Oh my god. It's also that, really that good cover looking. art. It's great cover wow. art. Yes. Yeah, because it looks like a kaiju. From it does. It Pacific looks a Rim. lot like one of the shark, the shark-headed kaiju from Pacific Rim. Yeah. Ah, oh, Pacific Rim. You're so delightful. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Pacific Rim. We're here to talk about Shark Side of the Moon. <laughs> a real movie. After crash landing on the dark side of the moon, astronauts battle walking, talking sharks. Yep. <laughs> Who all speak this English, movie. despite being Russian. And they speak English. And No, some of them don't speak English. That's true. Some of them do not speak English. Some of them only speak Russian. That's true. But a lot of them speak English. Like, I would say English. a weirdly large number, given the mm -hmm. fact that they are Russian, Russian. monster sharks. <laughs> yes. It's kind of weird how many of them speak English. <laughs> oh. uh, I found This is an asylum movie. It is. But it's not a <laughs> ripoff of anything. Uh, so, you know, that's not... Always the worst thing in the world if it's an asylum movie. You know, their ripoffs are, yes, famously terrible, but the thing about the asylum is they're having very low standards means that from time to time they'll make something that's just delightfully crazy. And that is where I put like the category I put this one in, where it's just fun. It's just real dumb, oh. real bad. Oh, see, this is where I have a problem because. Please. It's, yeah, it's real fun and it's real dumb, but this movie is much worse than it needs to be. I'll agree with that. I'm and not going to argue that point. it's a problem for the movie. Like, if you could just take, like, maybe ten more minutes <laughs> to just go back and correct that mistake. So maybe what's your big issue? that line one more. Like, it, okay, so when the movie begins, it says... USSR. Yeah. Like, all right. When exactly? 
I guess the seventies, based on you know the age of the scientists. Yeah, it is impossible (laughs) to know. It is impossible to know because then later on it says present day. I'm like, no, it isn't. I love that it says present day. (laughs) We have a city-sized spaceship that we're using to build, you know, a permanent base on the moon. It's the present day. Like, what? Okay. Oh my god. So back in in uh unknown date <laughs> when the USSR still existed. Yeah. They had some military project, I guess, where they were crossbreeding sharks and humans and of course it makes the sharks super intelligent. We also deeply see. Yeah. Um and they break out of their pool. Yeah. They, uh, uh, they, they made the mistake of leaving the electric fence off and they break out of their pool, which is right next to the launch uh, base for the, uh, for their rocket, for the rocket they were about to fire to the moon to set up a base there. So the, this, these two scientists leave the sharks onto the rocket ship and then blast off into space. And that's how the sharks get on the moon. <laughs> And by the way, they were genetically engineered to survive in any climate, including the vacuum of space. So they do not need to breathe. I don't know why they don't need to breathe. Doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. (laughs) But whatever, I don't care. What I do care about is why the movie begins with everybody speaking Russian, and then all of a sudden they're all talking English. During the opening scene, they switch over to English. Like, what? I what don't is understand. going on here? Why and this is what, like, this is just so fucking lazy. This movie's really lazy. It is, yeah. Um, and that just pisses me off because, <laughs> again, it makes the movie worse than it needs to be. That's true. So now it's present day, uh, and we've got this mission to the moon to go. I don't know, grow algae on the surface of the moon or something yeah, like to this. Create a an environment so that they can have cities on the moon. Yeah. Um. And they have to replace the navigator because their navigator, <laughs> her appendix is about to burst. Yep. And they got another navigator on standby. Uh, and he and the commander absolutely hate each other. Or she despises this guy, hates his face, yep. is pissed off that now he's got to be on this mission with her. And we don't know why or how or what the deal is with these two. It never comes up. Yeah, that was weird. But the... The movie devotes a lot of time and energy into establishing this relationship. (laughs) And nothing ever comes of it. Yeah. It's like, why are you wasting my time with this? If it's never going to pay off. Yeah. Yeah, that was frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, I did not like that. You're totally right. But uh, Uh, they get get to the moon. moon. Sharks happen. Whatever. They meet um, a lady who can breathe in space, who it turns out is a shark, ha- a shark human who just genetically looks a lot more like a human than a shark. Yes. Uh, and so she was abandoned by her people for not looking sharky enough. So it's shark racism. Which is a thing that these sharks do. Yeah. Right? They've got like this sort of like Spartan approach to child rearing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the, they just, all the weak ones just sort of, sort of dump. Uh, outside of their colony. Yep. Uh, But then we find out that there was this, like, long con that the sharks were engaged in. So, like, 
quite a request too. These sharks are thinking ahead. Oh, they've got um, quite a plan. Because the one of the the Russian scientists, he survives the the launch and the landing on the moon, and he raises this shark girl to be his daughter. Uh, and then you find out later that the shark Zarina, it was her plan all along yes. to uh, to have a shark befriend this man and he will teach her everything that he knows and then she will lead the sharks to freedom which is to say get them off the moon and back onto earth and so when this rocket ship this is coming to the moon for its science experiment the sharks force it to crash (laughs) on the dark side of the moon so that they can i guess commandeer this vessel and fly back to earth also if this dude's russian rocket could fly this whole time how come he just didn't get his ass back to earth 40 years ago yeah i didn't understand that part it takes off with no problem yeah like they have no difficulty launching this thing i'm like should they not have to do something or like get something from the shark base or use a part of their ship to repair his ship like, yeah. it seems like any of that would have been an excellent, like, plot development and complication to keep the narrative going. But now he can just, like, hop in his ship whenever he wanted. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess. So I just peace out of there, you know, 20 minutes after you landed. Like, I don't understand Yeah, that, that did not make the most sense. Uh, but then again, that's true of a lot of this movie. Uh, yeah. But... Also, I feel like we haven't the movie doesn't focus enough time on the shark civilization that has prospered. <laughs> I know the they're doing great. <laughs> like, why do you guys want to go to Earth? And I guess the reason they want to go to Earth is because you know they've never been able to like swim on the moon, which I respect. That would be traumatic if you're a shark. No, but they some of them do swim through the yeah through this yeah but through regolith. dirt that can't Thank be this yeah. I remembered the word. <laughs> yes. The moon dust is the what you're describing. Regolith is that yes. what it's called? Regolith. I, I did not know that. G. I did not know that's yeah. what it was called. Well, I'm sure I've heard it before, but just like that did not exist anywhere near the front of my mind. You know, the stuff <laughs> he was mining in the movie Moon. That stuff. It was an H3. Whenever anyone's mining something on the moon, it's always H3. It's H3, and it was contained in the regolith. In the, in the regolith? Yeah. and okay. so the, that's why the those harvesters were constantly just churning up moon dust and uh, yeah. refining out the uh, hydrogen-3. But anyway, uh, uh, so yeah, you're watching this, and you're like, I guess, you know, they just, they just really want to find an ocean. Uh, so I can understand why they want to get back, but... Then the humans are like, you know, we could just, like, send you supplies for your moon civilization. Like, this doesn't have to be a conflict. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's and actually pretty like, reasonable. Yeah, but the shark's like, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Fine, whatever. Maybe they got a bone to pick with humans. I get it. Um, but, so the sharks have built the civilization on the moon. We have this uh, advanced team for moon colony Alpha. And, like... Never the twain shall meet. There is absolutely no point do any of the scientists like spent like get to react to or uh you know wax philosophical about this colony that is existing and thriving on the moon to the point where 
one of the scientists on the moon mission, her whole thing is algae and she wants to try to like be able to use algae as some type of like oxygen scrubber to like pull air out of the void yep. <laughs> around the moon. And the dude, the, the Russian scientist has already figured that shit out. They yep. never get to have a conversation about this. It's kind of weird, right? This is why I'm saying this movie is really lazy. It's yeah. worse than it needs to be. And it's like no one just they didn't spend any time figuring and it just it wouldn't it wouldn't take a lot of work. No, and it would you needed the like movie you're right. You so needed like more. four more scenes to make this an actually interesting movie. Yeah. Rather than just a really interesting premise that you don't like fully um employ, right? That you're just yeah. not doing a good enough job with. Yeah, you're yeah. totally right. Yeah. It's like it's bad writing yeah, it is but Bad you know what there's a scene at the end of the movie where they're blowing up the moon shark base and escaping and okay, at one explain point, that to me yeah i didn't I understand, understand why how yeah. they survived how they got back to earth it, it, Again, it wasn't clear I, at all i chalked this up to just laziness <laughs> uh, but during the explosion scene there's one sh- scene of like a uh a shark with a really long uh neck and googly eyes who's panicking and he's like whoa and i'm like i really like that shark uh, big fan of that shark. Why wasn't this movie about that shark? Tell me more about this guy. Big fan of that guy. Looking for more of a panicky idiot. Yes. <laughs> Not a duh, duh. duh. Yeah, it's like, we're looking for more of a duh, duh idiot. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but anyway, so, no, Shark Side of the Moon isn't good, but it has that tragic thing where, as you say, it it actually could have been good. Well, and let's talk about how the movie ends, because they make it back to Earth, somehow. They literally, like, Uh, cut to, oh, wait, now they're in the ocean. What? Okay. What happened there? I think, so what I think happened, because the few survivors that are left at the end of the movie, they get thrown into a shark like at this it's i think it's supposed to be like a basking shark thrown into this massive shark's mouth and it just sort of happens so like abruptly randomly and haphazardly but but we're not fit the movie isn't finished yet why is everyone getting eaten and then i think what happens this is now i'm doing your job where i'm (laughs) trying to write the movie yes for them (laughs) i think what happens is not that the moon blows up but an explosion takes place yeah and i think that shark that ate the people is blasted right (laughs) because there is this weird clip of what appears to be a re-entry yeah yeah, with this thing flying through space and, and burning bl- up in the atmosphere. Must have been blasted, and they end their, for some reason, like, uh, boat just managed to land well, in no, the she, ocean. Well, no, it was a little fight. disc that her dad gave her, and he's like, press right, this. Yes. When and you get to Earth, it'll save you. Fine. And it happens, it's, you know. It's a boat. You know, it's a boat. You know, those yeah. Zodiacs that, yeah, like. totally. <laughs> Completely makes sense that he would have that. It's in just a little button you carry around with you. Yeah. Push, push for boat. <laughs> push button for boat. That's a famous thing that everyone knows to do. <laughs> so they're on their boat. They survived. Yeah. Hooray! And then all of a sudden, Shark Girl gives birth, and they get eaten by shark babies. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, we don't actually what? see them get eaten by shark babies. The actual fuck is going on? It does. It does like, stop before anybody gets eaten by a shark baby. But yeah. Real bad ending. Yeah. Like, you can't just end the movie? Again, because 
they don't know what they're doing, and I think they hate you specifically. You, yeah, specifically <laughs> me, the guy who always complains about every horror movie you having the same. I think they ending. hate their audience. They no hate matter the audience. how they little hate the movie they just made, ending. and so it's just a big middle finger to everyone who just spent ninety minutes, of, well, eighty-two minutes of their life, eighty-two minutes of their life thing. watching this <laughs> god-awful movie. But yeah, it does have that real screw the audience vibe. Which is never yeah. something you want to see. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's very, it's a very frustrating ending to the movie. Cause you know what? Yeah. Like, as you say, this film, loathe as we are to admit it, had a bunch of potential. Absolutely. It, it was a likely crazy premise. When the sharks first break out of their swimming pool, and I thought that was hilarious. That place? Oh yeah, yeah. That was wonderful. Yeah. Cutting people in half and eating people whole. And you're like, yes, it's a shark massacre. This is great. And then, uh, and then it, uh, gets real bad real fast. Uh, <laughs> speaking of movies with ludicrously interesting premises. Okay. So our second movie tonight is Sharks of the Corn. Oh my God. Yes, please. <laughs> From earlier this month. Yeah. Oh, yes, please. Sharks of the Corn. A- Cornfield in Kentucky mm-hmm. is full of sharks. Also, there's a shark cult looking to resurrect their shark goddess. I don't think these two things are have anything to do with each other. This movie is too long and I fell asleep. They do. Uh, the sharks are in the corn because that's where they bury all of the sacrifices to the corn goddess. But that doesn't ex- no, that explains why there are bodies in the cornfield. Well, no, but it also it's part of the magical. But it's part of the magical summoning thing that sharks arrive at the cornfield. I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying they do explain why there are sharks in the cornfield. Maybe that do was they, part though? of it. They do. He the the one of the, it's no, one of the ki- serial, serial killers. Killer, many many no. speeches. He explains that he killed a bunch of people and buried them in the cornfield for this sacrifice that he's been preparing for. Yeah. But I don't see the connection between the dead bodies and the living sharks. Well, he mentioned that the sharks and he, he talked about how they used some, was it magnetic energy? Some strange energy to travel to the cornfield. So he does mention it. And again, uh, this is very much the school of, uh, now I'm not saying it's as good a movie or as great a premise of, uh, Edison Death Machine, but it is very much the same school of, look, we don't have a lot of money. We don't have a lot of good actors. <clears throat> Let's just put the most crazy thing we can think of on the screen. Edison Death Machine is much tighter than this. Oh movie. no, it is this much movie tighter. Is an hour forty-five. It's way too long. Way, just no you reason could for cut this movie to be Twenty minutes long. out of this movie, <laughs> no trouble. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. What? Okay, because I fell asleep. What happens to the gangsters? Because I don't know. I fell asleep and I woke up. They just weren't in the movie anymore. Uh, well, which gangsters? Because the, the first two, gangsters. The, no, the uh, two in the helicopter. A shark jumped out of the cornfield and ate their helicopter. Okay. Well, smashed into their helicopter, making it explode. So there's like no payoff for those two gangsters. Well, they got blown up. That was the payoff. <laughs> no, but like usually when you have all these like different characters going about their business the res- it's resolution. all going to come together at the end of the movie and just to have those two get at i don't know seems like a big waste of my time <laughs> i liked the two kid gangsters though that was fun oh my god the two child gangsters that was fantastic <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just like he goes to meet the gangsters who he's selling the <laughs> one shark. One is a little kid. Almost two. And like, the other's a teenager. One is a teenager and the other one's a literal child. <laughs> and they go running into the cornfield and immediately get eaten by sharks. Like, what? What is happening? That was magnificent. Are you kidding that me? Was, I, I enjoyed that. I like the guy. Um, oh, this movie's all over the fucking place. Because it's like, it's part of, like, a bit of it is Jaws. Yes. It's yep. like, you have to shut down the corn. Oh, no. Stop the harvest. Stop the because harvest. there's sharks in the corn. It's like, what are you? First doing? off, okay. This corn is only, like, five feet high. And there are no cobs yet. You, you, the harvest is a month away. Don't give me that nonsense. But I, I know they, I, they couldn't you know. film during harvest. I understand why. <laughs> and they couldn't afford a cornfield just for this movie. So I get why they're not actually filming when the corn is high. But it's like, how are people getting lost in this corn? You can just, it's not bu- bushy corn yet. It's not tall corn yet. You can see everything. <laughs> but just but, the idea, it's like, like if you want to have a movie that's just a ripoff of Jaws and set in a cornfield, that's fine. You can do that. But don't bring in all this other crazy nonsense. Make a corn-based Jaws ripoff or make crazy nonsense. Yes. I don't think there's room in this world for It both is weird how like much of this movie is a guy at them complaining. But no, you don't understand. We'll lose the... All of our corn harvest will be destroyed. It'll hurt the town if we can't collect all of the corn. But there are sharks in the cornfield. What does that have to do with the shark serial killed in the shark conspiracy? Nothing. It has nothing. nothing to do with the serial killer and the shark conspiracy. Yeah. But so, the movie does have a shark conspiracy. So, you know. The movie, and, yeah. And so I did enjoy the guy, like, the, the cryptozoologist guy who's a real estate agent. Yes. I like there, you could have done a lot more with that. Yeah. Maybe um, just also, him. a very jarring cut when we're actually watching his advertisement. Yeah. That was strange, like, right? What? Like, is this a mistake? <laughs> what is it going on? It definitely felt like it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that definitely felt like well. a mistake was being made. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I think I understand what's... No, I don't understand what's happening. And he, I, he publishes some newspaper that, like, that has... Everyone's really upset about. And, like... But if it's just, like, a rag, like, a Weekly World News or a 40 and Times kind of publication... Yeah. Why are you... Why do you care? Nobody takes those Why do you seriously. care? Why are you, like angry with this guy <laughs> no one's gonna say seriously like, why are you suggesting a world in which like everyone takes the 14 times really seriously <laughs> is a pretty funny premise for a movie and i'd like, probably watch it but <laughs> his film isn't going for that necessarily <laughs> no. but like the, the fact that this woman gets killed like a serial killer murders this uh this sex worker and then her sister is a cop I did not understand. Who arrests him and interrogates what? him, and he explains Again. the plot of his his obsession with sharks. Just for the records, sharks do age and they do get cancer. That's just that's just a lie someone made up. Mm-hmm. Uh, sharks do get cancer. If you bought an ointment by someone promising you that like shark cartilage would keep you from getting cancer, no, sharks get cancer. That's just there's no reason to think they don't. It's just something someone made up. Uh, but anyway, effort to sell their shark ointment. That's but, true. Uh, shark ointment, not shark powder, which would kind of make sense. Shark ointment. ointment. Would you prefer tincture of shark? I would prefer a shark unguent. 
<laughs> All right. But anyway. I'm going to make you <laughs> a potion bottle with that with label on it. Unguent. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I will forget you said that. So that's going to be a pleasant surprise. Uh, but anyway. Oh, my God. So uh, what's crazy is so then she arrests this guy. And then she's like, uh, we have this weird scene where he's like, I've buried hundreds of bodies out in this cornfield, and but I don't know where it is. I could I could take you there. And then so she's like, well, I guess I got to go with him. And the deputy's like, should you not, you know, like get help? And she's like, oh, yeah, I should call the state police and the FBI, but I'm planning to kill this guy. So I probably shouldn't bring them in on this. Right. So here's a backpack full of guns and illegal grenades. guns and we have this weird line that it's like yeah and it's like this weird drive-by attack on blm because they're like supposedly <laughs> yes, it was a peaceful protest peaceful but protest. We, here's all the knives and guns and bombs we took all of those that was, those that was uncalled. protesters well, i mean this is kentucky what do you want it is kentucky but it's uh, like, oh i want to talk about drive-bys <laughs> take that kentucky <laughs> They brought it on themselves with that line. But anyway, so, so I she's driving off. Yeah. What, what's going on? So she drives off with this guy in the backseat of her car. Yeah. Not handcuffed or anything. He's just sitting there <laughs> yammering away. Tells her, like, just sort of keeps carrying on about a stupid shark cult. Yeah. Uh, which has to do with Stonehenge. Yep. I mean, Stonehenge. Was, like, is where the power anyway. of the shark god is located, apparently. Of course it is. Um, Why not? So Stonehenge is so close to the ocean. 100%. Um, so then, then and I'm going to spoil the movie for anyone. Who no, but before you get there, I just want to point out that we, during all of this nonsense, we've cut over to this guy who running. hired two people. He hired two people to pull a heist of a yep. shack in the woods. Right. Oh, oh my God! I completely forgot. It's not even a shack in the woods. It is a basically it's it's a concrete or stone Quonset hut. Yes. So it's just and like this arch. It's, it's just, just an a arch. Solid like you don't arch. have to break in. You can just walk in you there. Just and walk right in. Take that weird thing. Uh, the stillborn child of the shark queen. Right. <laughs> I forgot what that was. I watched this two days ago. So it's, okay. <laughs> it's okay that you forgot all of it. And then they and then run it, off. It, it blows up. And I'm like, what am I? Why did that place blow up? The dumbest thing I've ever Who seen. Who are the guys guarding it? Right? It's Who are those guys? I don't <laughs> think they're part of the shark cult because the shark cultist yeah. has been looking for this thing. I know. It's just, again, cannot stress this enough. Just, uh, Hanger in the woods with no door. Yeah. <laughs> then it blows up, and I can't stress this enough for no reason. Yep. Uh, and then he, but and then they go back to the guy who's uh, who's hired them to do this, and he uh, drugs them. He he yep. shoots them with knockout darts instead of paying them, and then he goes to deal with the criminals who were who had hired him to get this. And he's like, but don't worry, I, uh, uh but so he, and they the try to double cross him. hired this dude who then subcontracted <laughs> <him> <laughs> to other dudes. And then he's like, I hid the thing. And then he says he hid in the cornfield and the two child criminals get eaten by sharks. Yeah, but he's really got it. But he's really got it. And he runs case. off into the woods and then he gets picked up 
by this cop. He just picks up a hitchhiker. I just, I just the, just the, but the visual of him running around with this ridiculous briefcase. <laughs> I know. It's like, why isn't that in a backpack? You look like a fucking weirdo. White t-shirt and briefcase. Dressed like that. A completely a normal outfit. <laughs> White t-shirt, brown leather briefcase. Right, with camo happening? pants. He's wearing a white shirt, <laughs> green camo pants, and he's carrying a brown oh, briefcase. Oh, it's such a, such a bold look. I'll say it. Anyway, Just an inspiring yeah, so he gets look. picked up by the chief and yep. the serial killer in the back seat. Wow. They drive. They're all going to the same place. That's convenient. Um, yep. But then she knocks just, him out because she announced she because she announces she's on the shark side now. What? Why is she in the shark cult? <laughs> because she wants her sister to come back to life when the shark. Uh, queen is like the shark goddess. I not queen goddess. Uh, returns to life, and I'm like, did he say that was gonna happen? No, I, no, because uh, then she pulls out a shark tooth. It's like, so you were in the shark cult this whole time, but everything, all the words you're saying right now suggest that you only just joined the cult to get your sister resurrected. Exactly. But That's why I was so that confused. None of makes any sense with anything else that has just happened. And if you're in the cult this whole time then why did we just waste half the movie with you interviewing the serial killer if you knew about everything? Yeah, no, and I didn't understand that at all. Like, again, oh I mean, God. a lot of this movie is hard to understand. And Obviously, makes, I feel that. She becomes the shark goddess? This is when I fell asleep. Yeah, so then they get we have the giant show da- showdown in the cornfield. The uh, the cryptozoologist has teamed up with the uh, the thief, who turns out to be a CIA agent who is <laughs> investigating the shark cult. My God, I don't know why the CIA is working on the shark cult, but right? fine. It seems like an FBI kind of thing. One hundred percent, not it does. really CIA. Yeah, this is absolutely not the purview of the CIA. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, there, he's this is what happens team when up. you have too many federal agencies. Oh, uh, but anyway, so they're he's looking into the shark cult, and he uh, they recruit him, and then so she turns into a shark, uh, maybe the embodiment of the shark queen. I don't know. The serial killer also turns into a shark man in a slightly better shark man outfit than we had in Land Shark the other day, but you know it's. It, the same kind of outfit, basically. Okay. Uh, and then just when it looks like things are their worst, Bigfoot rushes into the cornfield carrying a giant rock and mm-hmm. smashes in the head of the serial killer. Right. Saving the day. Right. And to be fair, it did, like, the film did set up that the cryptozoologist no, that does, that was track, looking for Bigfoot in Big the area. Talk. He does oh talk about it a lot, but <laughs> it is fair to say that Bigfoot's final appearance in the film makes no sense whatsoever. And right. it's kind of delightful. Uh, but yes, and then they, they stopped the shark goddess from taking over the, I, I don't know what she was planning to do even. Start the age of sharks. Like, I, I, what? See, when this whole movie started, and the first time you go into the cornfield, there is a scarecrow dressed kind of as a shark. Yeah, it's got a shark mask on. It's got like a shark mask on. I'm like, oh, is this what's coming alive and eating people? No. No. <laughs> it's just there to mark that this is the shark field. 
Ah, uh, I, I will say this though: also, a woman does sure get why... naked and chased through a shark field in shark yes. cornfield at the start of the movie. We were not lied to. That does happen in this movie. <laughs> it absolutely does happen. I'm not really sure. So, even that conversation. This movie is just so. Nothing does about any. Nothing about it makes sense. Well, when I was watching that first scene, I'm like, so oh my god, this is this whole movie? Is this whole oh, yeah. movie going to be the worst improv I've ever seen in my life? And yes. the answer is no. Uh, most of the movie is not terribly improv. <laughs> it's not well written, but after the first god awful scene, it is improv. not improv. At least it's not badly improv. Because there's one thing that's worse than bad writing, and that's good improv. So oh. imagine how terrible, <laughs> awful improv is. I know that was needlessly cruel oh, drive by. Sorry really appreciate that. that. That was okay. that was great. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I have this conversation, which clearly wasn't written down ahead of time. Oh, one hundred percent. It was like a hookup at a carnival or something. But it's yeah. like, but you already you we've established that you know each other, yeah. or you know someone's brother. So why are you behaving like people who just met at the carnival? People just. Oh my goodness. Also, pro tip. Don't dress any of our characters in a shirt that is more interesting than what's taking place in the scene. Because I'm going to spend all of my time trying to read that that guy's shirt. Never (laughs) under any circumstances write things on characters' shirts if we're supposed to. Like, unless that's the point of the scene. If the point of the scene is that he's got something written on his shirt, that's fine. But if you want us to listen to the characters, don't write anything on their shirts. Just full stop. That is the hard and fast rule of costuming. Oh my god, this movie. But you see why I was charmed by it, right? Because it no, is just so yes. much nonsense being thrown at a wall constantly. No, absolutely. But I think, like, honestly, it couldn't use an editor. Yes. Um, oh god, could it ever. And it's, just, again, Edison Death Machine, for as, like, ridiculous as it is, those people knew what they were doing. Yeah, no. They knew what story they were telling, yeah. and they knew how to tell it. And these people, they have all these crazy, ridiculous ideas. And like, ah, oh, fuck it, just cram it all together and we'll figure it yeah. out. It's not, so. it's not all in service of anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that is the biggest problem of the film. It's like, all of these balls are up in the air, and you feel, as you said, like they should all come together meaningfully at the end, and they just don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, again, at the end of the movie, Bigfoot saves the life of the cryptozoologist who had been hunting him. And it's very heartwarming, so I'm fine with it. <laughs> uh, it might be that I'm too easy to please. Could be. It, the argument can be made that I'm too easy to please. Yes. Uh, but yes, of the two of them, I would recommend uh, this over Shark Side of the Moon. Just because of how crazy it is. But it's not like either of these are anything approaching essential viewing. Like, I'm not going to say you have to watch either of these movies, but I, I would, if you were to ask me, which of these movies should I watch? I'd be like, you should probably watch uh, Corn Sharks, Sharks of the Corn. Sharks of the Corn. I'm sure Corn if, Sharks if, is probably something. Corn <laughs> Sharks is the movie we're going to make. That's true. <laughs> right after we finish up. Gothic Shark. <laughs> and ours is just going to be a straight, uh, it's just going to be a straight line for line remake of Jaws, except the sharks are in a cornfield instead of off the bay. And 
And I can't, and no one is going, and the weird part is, no one is going to comment about how strange it is that there are sharks in a cornfield and sharks swimming in a cornfield. Like, that no. will never be addressed. No, it's just like an, Jaws. It's like an airplane situation. It's yes. Just- it's just Jaws, but now it's happening in a cornfield. <laughs> is this the best idea we've ever had? No, that's still Gothic Shark. But this is a pretty good idea. Just a full-on gothics type of situation. With sharks. With sharks. That's, what more do you want, America? Oh, my God. All right, all right. All right. Uh, do you have any narcissism you would like to watch? No. I loved the dramatic wait for that. Thank you. No. All right. Uh, for my part, I would encourage you to check out the Hidden Object Guru YouTube channel. Uh, it's the place where I talk about supermassive games. We're patiently waiting for news about Directive 8020, the next Dark Pictures games. So until then, I'm just talking about weird theories about the Dark Pictures games. And also, playing lots of VR games, because that's just, you know, who I am. I love VR games. Is that, that's clear, right? I'm a big VR yeah, person. Yeah, you've made that very clear. Once in or the twice. Past. That yeah. I think that the only reason to, uh, that technology has been, you know, invented is so that we can play games in virtual reality. So it's literally from the minute I found out about virtual reality by watching like the movie, I want to say Ghost in the Machine. Oh, ever since wow. Then, I know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> right? That's a callback, huh? Jeez. Ever since then, my entire life has just been spent patiently waiting for VR to be like a viable entertainment medium for video games. You know and what I want to watch is? again? Please tell me. VR5. I wonder if you remember it's that show? Good. The show that Giles was in the year before he got Buffy. Really? I don't remember yeah. that. He's like one of the stars of that show. Yeah. Oh, shit. VR5 is 95, though, I think. The year before he got Buffy, yeah. Buffy it's the 95 the 96 90... season. Buffy came in. It was the 95, oh. 96 season and Buffy's 97. Yeah. Yeah. yeah geez. There you go. Goodness. Anyway. There you go. All right. So that, as the kids say, is that. Is there any other way to get in touch with us? You can visit the AVADS blog at theAVAD.com. You can stream all the episodes there and you can leave us a comment to tell us about your favorite 90s <laughs> VR TV show or movie. I don't know. <laughs> There's this movie called Lawnmower Man that I think you're really going to like. Anymore. You can send us the email at the email at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter if you're listening on app, you resubscribe. I'm going to encourage you to do all of those things. So until next time, I've been Count Vargelon. I've been DM. Thanks for watching and have yourselves a great evening. Good night.